The husbands on The Real Housewives of Atlanta are typically the background actors of the show. You see them, you may hear from them from time to time, you get to know a little bit about them, but we don't really know them. One person who is new to the show this season that we really haven't gotten to know is Ralph Pittman. Ralph is Drew Sedora's husband, but he's a whole lot more than that. Ralph is a businessman. He's a father of three children. He is a very supportive husband, and he's a really cool dude. After seeing all the controversy of the show this season, I wanted to get to know who Ralph is. I wanted to know about him as a business person, him as a father, him as a husband. And I really wanted to talk to him about the episode where he had Josiah and Josiah's birth father getting to know each other. It was a huge moment for me because it really resonated with my personal life. And I thought that it was an amazing moment for him on the show to really show that transparency and that vulnerability that we really don't see in Black men. With Father's Day coming up, I wanted to make sure to talk about that. Um, recently, unfortunately, Ralph has lost his father and heart disease running in his family. He decided he was going to take on his own project with a workout routine called Rip with Ralph. So as always, y'all sit back and relax. Welcome to Swab Sessions with Ralph Pittman Jr. So, before we get into it, make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel. Make sure you got the notification bell on. Leave comments and share with your friends. Make sure you get over to our website, www.swab.com. It's going to pop up in here somewhere. Um, and check out the magazine, the full interviews, issues, um, articles, all that good stuff. We have a mobile app. Make sure you check that out. It's on Apple and on Android. You can get the link for that on the webpage as well. And we just look forward to chopping it up with you. So let's get to it. A lot of us, we don't really necessarily know you, even though we, we see you weekly. Um, where did you where did you grow up? What was childhood like? Oh, man, I grew up in New Brunswick, New Jersey. So, you know, I'm definitely representing, um, you know, childhood was, I, I, I always say, I came from the school of hard knocks. Um, we grew up in poverty. It's me, my mom, and my brother. And really, truly, she struggled as a single parent to make ends meet. And so, you know, I, I understood how it was to, you know, have hand-me-down clothes and everything else. And so, yeah. you know, I, really, truly, I went through it. Um, I told myself that I wanted more for my life. And when I said that, you know, which meant I had to grow up a lot faster. I had to learn things. I didn't have the influence of people that are successful. I was the first one in my family to go to college. And so when I realized I wanted more for my life, I um, took that upon myself, ended up going and getting into Rutgers uh, University, graduated a degree in business economics. I also uh, played football and so played for the Scarlet Knights also. So, you know, success is a big deal. And I always make sure that, you know, even everyone at home understands that you can accomplish things if you put your mind to it. Yeah, be, being a being a Pennsylvania kid, man, I'm not going to hold Rutgers against you. Um, <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, it's a great school, and I'll, yeah. I'll kind of like let you let you slide. <laughs> I got 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 some close folks that went to Rutgers. Yeah. Um, what made you decide to major in business? Or I'm sorry, it's 
is it business or is it business business economics economics yeah what made you decide economics because most most kids that come out of like a poverty kind of situation we don't think economics as a way to get out right i mean at the end of the day and also playing football you know people think it's your jock or whatever but you know economics what is economics and how can you actually make economics work for you i mean it's really truly the foundation of our world <clears throat> you know yeah. how money is actually being trans uh transferred from hand to hand uh and how countries actually operate and so that was something i wanted to know because i didn't have it I wanted to explore it and become open to it so that I can understand the things on how to make sure that my family was never in a position where we came from. Nice, I like that. And then you end up you end up basically on Fortune 500 um, board, like teaching them how to run their companies. So, you got it. Like, again, like a, a <laughs> kid that comes from not having money teaching like billionaires how to utilize their money. Like, how does that, how does that impact you and like, you know what I mean? It, I guess like the self-esteem and like understanding your worth at that point, how did that really help you out? You know, I think it comes down to just understanding like who I am, you know, it's interesting. As a as a brown person walking in a boardroom when there's, you know, no one that looks like me, it's it's yeah. a, it's one of those kind of feelings that is uh, it can be intimidating at times. You feel like you're out of your element. But one thing that I always told myself is regardless, I belong wherever I am, wherever my feet are planted, I belong there. And so I had to tell myself that at an early age. So I would put on my suit dressed for success. Even if I didn't know something, I'm walking around confident with my head held high, you know? And so that gave me the perseverance. And also it's, it comes down to intellect, right? Two things, yeah. either you better be very smart, you better know some things. And of course I made sure I worked for my degree, like going to Rutgers, let me tell you, it was no joke, no cookie cutter. <laughs> like literally you are a number on a piece of paper. So I have no problems telling you. I had to earn my degree. So you got that one way, education. And then the other way, relationships. Look, I didn't have relationships, so I had to put in the work to make sure that I uh, I had a place and I belonged. And so really from there, you know, use your, uh, become charismatic, um, built the relationships and really truly I went pretty far. So now it's fun. You know, I am uh, working around a, uh, the top organizations in the world, helping them with border market strategies, uh, digital transformation, things of that nature that really truly you actually start to see and feel around you. But it's on a corporate level, you know, so yeah. it's big things it's, it's fun i mean and that's dope and something i really tell people especially um i get like younger people who they say they're like they're starting something and they ask me for advice and i'm some most times i'm like why are you asking me like but it's like you realize that you have some kind of knowledge in what you're doing right um building relationships is so important and we don't learn that early enough so we don't we don't understand the right. importance of networking and getting in social clubs and getting into that um internship opportunities like we don't think about that it's like right. where's my money like i want to make money i don't want to deal with all this other stuff right. and that's where your growth is at like it's in relationships mm -hmm. so. no 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 I, I couldn't agree with you more i think relationships are and, and you know what it is i think it also go down goes down to what people actually value and what they see i think social media actually plays a huge part with that today because really truly what you see is uh you know the people that you idolize are the people with throwing money around the rappers the ball players and everything else 
But what about the people that's actually really doing it out here that's not on that platform, right? Yeah. Um, and, and it's a and it's a lot of people doing it, but it sometimes may not be glamorous. It's really truly about using your talents. Like, what are you good at? And being able to network with the right people to actually, you know, catapult your career to the place that it needs to be. And so that you can provide the lifestyle that you want for your family, you know? And so relationships have been able to take me so, so far. I had a mentor that told me, I, I took the Myers-Briggs test one time and I, I came out being that I was an extrovert. I'm like, he was like, Ralph, <laughs> he was like, you know, um, you're doing this IT stuff. Why aren't you in sales? I was like, you know, that's exactly where I need to be. When he said that at an early age, that took my life to another trajectory. Now it's like the amount of money that I've been able to come across has been astronomical to the point where from where I started and what I'm able to see, who I'm able to sit with and network with, it's, it's just, it's yeah. mind blowing. So literally relationships can take you very far because it's the person that plants that seed into you that you know exactly what to do next. Exactly, exactly. What did, what did that, that change in your financial stability um, from growing up to being an adult. What did that do for you, your family, your your childhood friendships? Like, how has that how has all been impacted by your success? Oh, it's, I mean, the, the reality of it is, is that you know, I told myself this. I was like, I would never ever allow my kids to experience what I went through as a child. Yeah. And that's exactly what the reality is, you know, um, right now. And it's not necessarily to to bolster anything about you know, about it, but the things I used to idolize from my friends, um, you know, when I would go to their homes or I would see on television, I actually can provide those things for my family. And so it changes the whole entire paradigm. It's a paradigm shift, right? From what I'm able to actually do now and what I actually experienced, really this all came from even role modeling, you know? finding out who I wanted to be, where I wanted to go, um, you know, even doing a vision board and saying, I want this kind of house right here. And it's amazing yeah. to say that I live in a house that I actually envisioned before. Yeah. There's not a thing I want for in life, you know? And so, but when I was a child growing up, I, I needed for everything. And there's a big difference between needing for something and actually now being in a position where there's nothing that you lack. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So you, you have a successful career. Um, you start your own firm, mm -hmm. and then you decide that, like, did you just decide I'm going to make this this um, sleep sound for kids album, or how did that even how did that happen? Like, where did that come from? Yeah. So, um, so two things. Well, one, I started my career off in real estate, doing real estate investment, and um, also I'm a musician, and so that's where it comes from. When I uh, I learned how to play music actually in college so oh, wow. you know, so it was pretty late when I actually started but um, one thing that I would do as I'm playing and preparing for concerts I would start playing to myself and it just felt so good to me you know and to the point where I would miss events or miss a party and feel like I missed nothing you know because it's the yeah. satisfaction of music and um and, and also like the dopamine that go you know that's behind it and all the other scientific uh things and elements that actually uh, music has a, a part of playing and so yeah. what, what ended up happening is when i started having my own kids i was like i need to actually have something to, to have them fall asleep and so my baby i remember uh actually my son and uh, makai when he was young he's crying and so I was like, let me jump on a piano and i'm playing and all of a sudden he lifts his head and lays it down stops crying 
lifts his head again, and then all of a sudden falls asleep. I'm like, wow, this is that was pretty powerful. And so I started yeah. to just package it up and I created, you know, a, a sleep system basically for kids that to help them, you know, in a, in a fun method fall asleep. It starts off with it's called my mind music for kids. It starts off with a uh, with like a yoga exercise, a, a sleeping drill, and then they get into bed and really truly and uh, they fall asleep. The crazy thing is it works for adults also. I use it I all the time. <laughs> I was about to say, like, <laughs> I, 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 it's almost mandatory that there's some kind of sleep sounds or like jazz or something on before I go to sleep. Like yeah. it, one knocks me out. There can't be lyrics. If there's lyrics, I'm like, I'm reciting them in my head. That's keeping me awake. Exactly. Like music, I'm gone. Like third uh -huh. song in, uh -huh. <laughs> it's a wrap. Yeah. It's pretty, and it's pretty powerful. I was like, all right, you know, do you take, what do you take to fall asleep? Some people go and take all kinds of various different things, melatonin. Like if you do that now, you're groggy the next day. Let me tell you, yeah. I, there's been countless times that I pull out my phone. If you know, if I'm traveling in a hotel, you know, sometimes hotels, you can't sleep, pull out my phone and put my music on and I am knocked out. So it's a powerful system. Yeah. It's getting great reviews. Uh, matter of fact, I had a friend that was listening to it in his car and he fell asleep outside in the parking lot. I would tell you, watch when you listen to it because it's, it's more powerful than you think. <laughs> yeah, people think like the, the, the kids stuff ain't gonna work for you as an adult. It, it, it definitely happens. Right. It, it's definitely gonna have you hooked. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's really dope. Um, being a parent, uh, what is, how was becoming a parent? Let's, let's start there. Um, well, so for me, uh, I became a parent a lot earlier than I kind of expected. So, um, so if you watch the show, Drew has uh, had a son. I, I consider my son my child as well, but he had uh, she had a three year old named Josiah. And so, um, and one thing you got to always watch what you ask God for, because I told myself I was like, if I had the opportunity to be a father and there was a bonus child involved, I want them to be a boy and three years old. Guess what I got? A boy three years old, you know? And so, and you also- You can't be that specific. You like, can't be that specific. You gotta watch out what you, you gotta ask, you gotta watch out what you ask God for. So, very careful. So, you know, I got I got thrown into the fire fairly early. And so dating someone with a child, the thing is, it's, it's, it's always different than what you expect because the parents and the family want you to go out and date. Oh, he's a nice guy. Go out on a date, I'll watch the kids. You know, yeah. and the yeah. the mom, she's like, oh, no, 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 don't worry about this. I got them, you know, and so she's very, you know, hands on and everything with the child. So you're just around when you get married. All of a sudden the game changes. It's like, hey, so we're not watching the kids anymore. You got a husband and y'all got to do your own thing. You got to figure this thing out. I'm done. You know? And so and for the wife also, it's a problem because you know, you come in as this man, like, all right, cool, I'm gonna be the man in his life, you know. I'm about to teach him these right. things. And women naturally become very protective of their kids. They're like, wait, 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 don't do that. And for me, I didn't know what I was doing to begin with, you know. Yeah. Where, where did I learn how to become a father? There's no real handbook. And people that you may try to think that's a great dad, sometimes their kids end up turning out another way also. There's no real handbook to really say, this is this child is gonna grow up this particular way and this is how they can become successful. It's really challenging. So you have yeah. to learn. And a lot of uh, the other problem is you're going off of a lot of the problems and uh, situations that you've learned 
you know, throughout your experience, you know, you should you should do this because this is what my parents did to me. But what if it was wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we never wanna we never wanna say our parents were wrong. Um, but it's like we kind of know, like, y'all really didn't do this right. Right. <laughs> this is, right. This, right. Is, this is a little messed up. <laughs> like you as like as an adult. You gotta, you gotta watch it though. You you can't tell them they were wrong. Like, mom, you raised me the wrong way here. I didn't appreciate right. this. You better watch out for that, you know? Like, so when I was 13, I really didn't do that. And you said I did. It kind of affected me for a few years. Like, like right, right. Like, it was my fault. <laughs> like, you know that one stinking right there? No, no, no. That, that right one. there kind of messed me up until like, my money, you know? Yeah. I got, I got, I got stinking for stuff. My mom was like, because it just looks like you would have did it. And I'm like, <laughs> how does that work? Meanwhile, my brother sitting beside me knows he did it. It's like, now we're... He's 41, uh -huh. now he's confessing. I'm like, dude, it means nothing at this point. <laughs> so you must be the younger brother, right? A absolutely. So I know, I'm the oldest brother. I did that to my brother all the time. I'm yeah. like, him, my brother stuttered a lot. So he couldn't even get out the truth if he wanted to. <laughs> so I'm like, listen, he did it. <laughs> Look at him, he's stuttering, he's lying. <laughs> Look. <laughs> See? I don't believe <laughs> exactly, and y'all the reason we have issues now. <laughs> oh, those older brothers blame us. <laughs> it's y'all's fault. But not in speaking of speaking of Josiah, like you had you had a moment on the show um, that resonated with me personally, and you you were talking to Josiah about meeting his birth dad right. or um, getting to know his birth dad, and he was reluctant, and you you not necessarily pushed him into it but you gave him advice um and it was like it was a very very heartfelt moment uh, for me I, I had that moment with my my stepfather and my dad and my stepfather pretty much did the same thing with me mm -hmm. and it was that understanding of knowing that I'm not going anywhere but this is your father and it would be good for you to have both relationships um in that moment what made you step into that that way and approach that situation yeah you know i feel like the greatest gift in the world is to be a father the greatest gift in the world and i would never take that from any man and yeah. so i think it was you know it was important for me to also understand to make sure that jojo understood exactly what his foundation was because there are questions i can't answer I can't tell you who you are and and why you act a certain way, but guess who can? Your biological father. Because in a way, regardless, I don't care if you guys are displaced for 40 years, guess what? You're still going to look like your dad, talk like your dad, you have the same characteristics and qualities, and you need to find out and know where that came from. So I think it was important for me to really step in as a man to go and let Jojo know as well as even my wife understand that it's okay for him to be able to come in and film to build that relationship and I told my wife also I would hate for Jojo to come and blame you for ever separating him from having a relationship with his dad that's something I won't allow her to do nor is it something that I'll tolerate in my own house yeah and as I think that it's big because there's a lot of there's a lot of times where that's not the case um there's there's parents who turn their kids against the other parent, mm -hmm. um, which you know, again you find it out later on 
in life. And it's like, I didn't know the truth of that situation. So even just to, to encourage him to make that decision and even to be there with him when the meeting actually happened, like it was just, it was again, heartfelt moment. And it was like one of the most real moments that I've seen on the show. Um, and a lot of seasons and I was like, if there was just more of that on this, I would probably watch a lot more, <laughs> but you know, reality TV is reality TV. So you kind of get what you're going to get from it. But that was a moment that I think guys across the viewing platform could appreciate. No, I appreciate so. that. And I think that's one of the things also by us being on this platform that we get, we have an opportunity to share what real people go through and real families deal with, you know? I mean, yeah. how many people are growing up right now in a single family household and how do you really deal with that? You know, I, I always have this conversation, like people just don't know because you don't see it. And we don't communicate yeah. often enough to say, well, you know what, this is a struggle and a challenge that I go through. So we suffer in silence and we go through things in silence. And so I think, you know, it's kind of, it's great for me to see the amount of outpour of people that come into you in my DMs and say, man, that scene was very touching. I had one guy come and say, man, I'm 32 years old. And if my father uh, decided to come back in my life, I would, you know, I would welcome it with open arms. And I'm like, that's powerful. Go and see him, like be open to it and let them know. Because men, one thing, we, we're in a tough position to begin with. And then yeah. we find we where um, a lot of the times we feel as if we could become victims and we get angry. And then now you're this angry man. And once you get into a situation, you feel like you don't have a place to come back. So you stay away. You know, they hate me there. So I'm going to escape and I'm never going to come back because they don't like me yeah. or they're always judging me. But how do you create an atmosphere where to say, look, look, there's a love here. And if you need to and you want to want, you can hit the, res the reset button and start all over again. I feel like we don't have, we don't give enough grace for that to happen. And so that's what I want to also be able to showcase and highlight on this show. My wife and I include, you know, my wife included, about just how to really be able to get and deal with different challenges that we go through as people, as relationships. And, you know, that's what we're trying to also showcase on this platform. In addition to the drama and stuff that you get yourself involved in. Uh, but, you know, yeah, there's definitely, yeah. we're not gonna mess with you about the drama part. Like, <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna let you slide. <laughs> so when you, you're now, you're in this, again, television situation surrounded by fathers. Um, everyone's kids are relatively young, um, you know, either like early 20s and, and down. Right. What have you guys, if this, if this isn't a conversation, what, what are you seeing as like the impact and the importance of fatherhood and like the presence of fatherhood and like setting that good example and now with like your lives being so public trying to set more of a good example what is what is that like for you guys you know i think it's <clears throat> i mean so you know you got todd uh you got todd on the show I, you know we we get the kids together every now and then 
I've uh, gotten my kids, I've uh, got my daughter actually with uh, with PJ. And so Dennis and I may go out and, and, you know, and truly just show them that kind of a bond of just fatherhood. And, you know, I think there's so much more that we can do that we haven't even really even tapped into. You know, I think yeah. a lot of the times we're focused on our, you know, our own family, but there are going to be different things that we actually come out to the community. Matter of fact, I'm going to be doing a workout with Anaya. So it's going to, you know, getting them involved in the things that I'm involved in as well. That's yeah. something that's really, truly huge for me. And also being able to show them, you know, what it looks like to be with your child. It's cool, you know, it's cool. But because at the end of the day, kids are going to learn one of two ways, either through the influence that they see or through their parents. Which one is it going to be? And so I'm choosing right. the latter. They're going to learn through me. They're going to grow through me. Um, I'm doing a lot of different things. And so working out and fitness is a huge element in my life right now. And so I'm actively present. You know, matter of fact, I just posted a video, a competition with JoJo and myself doing a burpee, comp, uh, a burpee contest. You know, those are things that yeah, we try to do. Huh? Nah, nah, I'm gonna leave them burpees alone. Yeah, I can go to the gym five days a week with them burpees. No, thank you. <laughs> hey, you know, let me tell you, they separate. I'm telling you, they, they'll they tear you apart. But at the same time, once you get used to it, then you're good. You're rolling, you know. So it once again goes back to the thing. The thing that's the most challenging for you, that's the area that you should spend the most time on. Right. Because that's the area that's trying to defeat you. You know, it's not good for you. And I mean, at the end of the day, you can overcome it and accomplish it. You just got to associate it with something opposed to pain, but associate it with pleasure, fun. You got this. There, there's nothing pleasurable about a burpee. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. There's no, no, nothing pleasurable about it. Like, there's no way you're going to convince me in this. I'm, it's over. I, it's over. I, I, I'll, <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll try to add it into the routine. Maybe it's a warm up. We can, we can start there. There you go. You just need, some, um, like, you need an accountability partner, man. Yeah, I don't think any of my accountability partners want to do burpees. So <laughs> I, I need, I need new people. <laughs> um, which is, it, it leads into you have um, Rick with Ralph, and it's yes. like you're now you're pushing for men to to be healthy, um, and that ties back into um, your recent loss of your father. Right. Um, is that primarily what encouraged it or was it something that was already on the fence and then like that just pushes you over? The latter, you know, it was something that I have always, you know, been passionate about. Um, been doing, you know, of course I played football in college, so I've always tried to make sure I maintain myself. But even as a dad, you get the dad bod, right? All of a sudden you start to lose it. All of, you know, the belly starts popping out and I've been there as well. But you know, what, it, what happened was, is I ended up coming down with high cholesterol. And I know at this age right here, I'm seeing so many people starting to pass away in my family. So I never, you know, and this is unfortunate, right? I never had a chance to meet my grandfather. My kids aren't gonna have a chance to really understand and know their grandfather either. Yeah. And so I know heart disease runs in my family and I have to do something about it in order for me to be able to see my grandkids, right? And yeah. so, what I'm doing is I'm encouraging everybody that's out there to grab somebody because really it's not just about men, but for Father's Day, 
if your dad is around, if you know somebody that is a dad, this is an opportunity for us to really be focusing on living and making sure that we can live healthier lifestyles. Yes, having a beach body is great, but living is even better because you want to have a, a, you know more time to even go to the beach. But so that's what I'm doing is Rip with Ralph, R-I-P-P-E-D with Ralph. And like we are really truly just being accountability, um, accountable to each other. Uh, so huge uh, program that's going to be getting ready to roll out. I think it's going to come out um, in two weeks or so. I'll get you the exact dates. Um, yeah. And so that's exactly what we're going to be doing. So start it off Father's Day and go for 21 days and hit it hard. Nice, nice. Um, I, I can definitely, I can get with that. As, as long as there's no, you know, some sly burpees in there though, where like, my <laughs> we're going to start you slow. We're going to start you slow. Like this, this is this is the water break section. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> y'all take care of that. Um, but it's, I think it's, I think it's really dope. And one thing I really wanted to find out from you is what has been like um, for you putting your your life and your family in public eye. Because um, ultimately, what we do one, how did it happen? How did you how did you two make the decision that Housewives was going to work after seeing seasons of Housewives? What made you say, you know what, we can do this? <laughs> it's a great it's a great question you know of course my wife she is a very established actress and uh it ended up happening the show just kept coming back around to her initially i was extremely reluctant i'm like i'm not doing it it doesn't serve me i'm a self-made man there's no reason for me to do it we have the lifestyle already there's no reason for me to do this and i know what they do to men on this show right so yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, men don't, <laughs> men don't work we out don't, too well on this platform. We don't, don't make it through the fire over there. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> so, you know, one thing I always, I promised my wife at the beginning is that if there was something that she wanted to do, I would never stop her from accomplishing it, you know? And I would expect the same for me. And so when it popped up again, it's like, all right, you know, second time it may be luck. The third time it, it's something there. We probably may need to go and explore it. And I was like, all right, I'll do it with you. And so yeah. that's that's what ended up happening. We, uh, you know, we, we were in the process of transitioning to Atlanta anyway. And so ended up coming out here and, you know, ended up getting on a show. Now, um, yes, it kind of caught us by storm around, you know, I guess how popular we would become in yeah. the sense of how we became popular, you know? <laughs> I thought I would just be like the cool guy doing different things. And then all of a sudden I came out the box and, and it was a lot, the pandemic and everything else coming into yeah. play. I came out a lot hotter than I ever anticipated. So, you know, it, it, it's been one of those things. I, I've seen like the worst of it where people are coming down pretty hard on me, you know, not liking some of the things, not understanding the full picture either. And then also I've seen the other side of it where people are like, man, this is like, as you mentioned a second ago, this was something really powerful that we want to, we were, uh, that really truly even benefited me. And so I feel like yeah. it's two different spectrums because the, all of these events are things that happen in real life. I'm not the first person to leave, yeah. you know, I'm not the yeah. first person to have the, a lot of dudes leave and never come back. Never ever come back. They went to the store to get cigarettes. Exactly. Thirty years ago. <laughs> Thirty years ago. That's a hell of a cigarette. Like it's, it's gone. Man, that's a hell of a smoke break. <laughs> like, and it's and it's real. It's but I think even I'm sorry to cut you off with that. Um, 
I think it's even important to recognize as men that sometimes you just need a mental moment. So sometimes you just, you have to step away and just say, let me figure me out. Right. And sometimes you, you really need that. But it's we instead, we sit in situations, upset, angry, mad, getting more infuriated. And then when it's time to blow up, blow up, we're gone. Mm -hmm. So I, one, I can appreciate the fact that you took time for yourself. Now, my friends don't like the fact that I agree with you. They're like, well, he should have told her where he was going. Like, <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. But respect the fact that he needs them all. And you know what I mean? It's just, I think it's mentally, we just need to acknowledge when we need that time and Absolutely. then utilize it. But yeah, men don't get a break on that show. Not yeah. at all. And you know, in, in going back to that, you know, I, I of course, I, first and foremost, let me just say this. I did apologize to Drew. I could have handled it a different way. We focus, I internalize things a little different. I care more about the why I left and the reason and rationale behind it and how to prevent me from leaving again more than I do where you were and what were you doing because that really doesn't help solve the problem, you know? Yeah. And so when I do need to get away, you're right. Because there's a lot of people that's either in jail or in other circumstances that wish they would have been able to just walk away. And you need to do it sometimes. You need to know exactly what your level of tolerance is. And sometimes also women got to understand that they sometimes will poke you. It's like poking a bear. And you could be the most <laughs> gentle bear in the world, but you know, the, even the most gentle dog, you poke them enough times, it'll snap at you. It's right. like, how do you make sure that you're taking care of self? Because, and that's the one big thing. If you're no good for, you know what I'm saying? If you're, if you're not good, you're no good for nobody else. And that's something that's really, truly um, impactful and powerful. And you need to know, because that's something for me. I carry the weight of the world on my shoulders. I'm here to support everything. But once my cup is dry, my cup is dry, I need to fill it back up in order for me to be able to function and be the man that I am. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you, you, you had... The blogs and everybody was just like day one. You came on the show. He's like, I don't like him. <laughs> Already off bet. Y'all didn't even get to know me. I'm like, hey, hey, I'm Ralph. You know, <laughs> like, hey, he was on TV for 15 minutes. I don't like him. <laughs> okay, like then it's settled, I guess. And that's why I think it's important that people get to know who you are. Right. And a lot of times, like the middle of the show, you really don't get a voice for a long time and then what's shown is what they decide to show out of seven eight days of taping and filming right. i'm gonna give you like 15 minutes of this episode to try to get all of you in there and this impossible that absolutely so i think i think moments like this are important to really get to know you guys you got it, you got um, it. what do you what do you want what do you want next are you still in um the corporate world yeah, I still do, I do a lot of various different things. So yes, I'm still in a corporate. I, I actually am consulting with Fortune 100 companies now, making sure that you know same pretty um, thing really truly helping guide them through the pandemic, post pandemic now, and of course, 
and really, you know, with their transformations, whatever that may look like. Um, mm -hmm. I have that going on. I have Pittman International, which is my holding company. Uh, really, I have a lot of various different things going under there, which includes real estate. Um, you know, my music, of course, is included in there as well. I'm actually re uh, releasing my first animation, which I'm extremely excited about. So that's going to be releasing actually on Friday. So that'll come out for the kids. And so they can actually watch that on YouTube. I'm working right. on an app with that as well. So that that's really truly in, in high gear. Uh, and then also the fitness, you know, the fitness aspect Rip with Ralph, that right there is the huge thing that I'm really truly pushing because at the end of the day, especially my father passing away, it puts you in a perspective where you're figuring out what your new purpose is, you know, and how can you impact the most amount of people, you know, while I have my time here. And so that's another area that I'm pretty passionate about. Nice, nice. Well, man, it's been, it's been amazing getting to know you uh, more personally and uh, not just from the, the Bravo perspective. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> is, is you're a good dude. So uh, I, I, can, I can appreciate that. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad that someone like you is on television that people can see. So, you know, appreciate wish you the best, man. Um, happy Father's Day. Thank you. Um, and keep doing what you do. I will do. I thank you for the opportunity to come and join also. This has been incredible. Nah, absolutely, man. Anytime, let me know. <laughs>